A small blog doesn't have to mean a small income. Here's one way you can build a six-figure online business without relying on obscene traffic numbers or a huge email list. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because revenue is cool, but recurring revenue is ice cold. I discovered today's guest while I was doing some keyword research of my own for terms like get paid to write, make money writing, stuff like that. And this one site kept coming up over and over again. It was makealivingwriting.com by Carol Tice. And as I went down the rabbit hole on Carol's content, I discovered a couple things. I discovered she'd built a successful freelance writing career before starting her blog. And I discovered that she had a separate paid membership program for freelance writers called the Freelance Writers Den. And then I discovered that the den has over a thousand members at 25 bucks a month, recurring revenue. So I reached out to Carol to learn more about her unique blog monetization strategy. Affiliate revenue, ad revenue, those are great. But Carol argues that if you serve an audience with complex, ongoing problems, a membership model allows you to serve them better and make you more money and more predictable money than ads or affiliate revenue ever could. Stick around to hear how she built this thing from the ground up, the sales funnels that constantly bring in new members, and what's on the inside that keeps people paying. Notes and links for this one, plus the free PDF highlight reel with all of Carol's top tips from the call, are at sidehustlenation.com slash carol, C-A-R-O-L. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Carol after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. This was all happening between eight and midnight. I had two preschoolers at the time. I would work all day. Then I would put the kids to bed, go upstairs and work on my blog till I killed over. Basically, that was the schedule about six days a week. I didn't see a TV show. I didn't go out to a movie. I didn't go to dinner parties. People were saying, Walking Dead, it's so awesome. And I'd be like, what is that? I had no idea what was going on in popular culture. I was building this thing. I had a really laser focus on it. Yes, that's the sacrifice this takes. Yeah, and as it started to take off, I said to my husband, you know, I think you can quit your job and I could work at this and I could replace your income. And that turned out to be way more than true. But so once it started to get a critical mass from a little recognition online, I just started asking people, you know, what what can I do for you? And I was a member of an online community for bloggers that I think doesn't exist anymore, but it was A-List Blogger Club that Leo Babauta of Zen Habits had started. And the minute I got on it, I loved it. I loved the format of it. I loved the whole idea of being able to get peer information and peer tips and being able to ask questions on forums and that there was training. This was like a paid community? Yeah, it was a paid community. I think it was 20 bucks a month. And I don't know. I think there should be something like this for freelance writers because the thing about freelance writing and about freelancing in general is that it's an incredibly complex undertaking. I was constantly getting emails. Oh my God, I have a client meeting tomorrow. I don't know what to bid. I don't know what to say. And I knew that I couldn't be the like 24-7 free Dear Abby of email of the internet, but I thought that there was a way to bring all of these people together where I could help them in a way that could be where I could earn something, you know, enough so that I could spend the time doing it and they could get the information they needed at a relatively low cost through the membership model. 
So once I, you know, had that thought, I didn't just like run out and make it. I actually did a survey of my members and said, you know, hey, I'm thinking about doing a membership community. I think that might be helpful to you. This is on the blog. This is on Twitter. This is on the email list. Yeah, of my blogs, of my blog subscribers. Yeah, on email. Like I emailed them and said, hey, I'm doing a survey, you know, on SurveyMonkey. I'm thinking about opening a paid community. And if you are willing to take this survey, you will get a first chance to join it and you would get a discount ticket. Okay, like a limited launch member, beta member type of discount. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You'll be like a first in the door, get all the special deals person. And as I recall, I got a hundred or so responses. So not a giant sample, but a sample of freelance writers who need help. You know, I just asked them a lot of questions. I was like, if there was a community, what would you pay? If you paid X, you know, what would you want to see inside it? What do we need? Do we need forums? Do you need to have an event every day, every week, every month? What would this be worth to you? And I basically built it out of their data, out of what they said they needed in the community. And then I stocked it with some of my archive of blog posts, initially some of my like core advice blog posts that we sort of turned into PDFs or something. And it's been off to the races since then. Okay, so that's really cool. Kind of. It had a a couple key phases. First off, yeah, so we named it Freelance Writers Den. My husband actually came up with that name. So the people who got the discount were Den Pioneers, and they got in at 17 a month, and the regular rate is 25, and it is still 25 a month to date. Do you still have Den Pioneers from 2011? We do still have a few, yeah, that are in from the very beginning. They're like, I don't want to stop because I'm getting the, I'm getting the steal of a deal. Well, then if they came back, it would be at the regular price. So they just stay in to keep the discount. Sure, sure. But when I first opened it, it was open all the time. And I was going along and it was growing a little. I had heard that 100 members is kind of an initial critical mass that you need to get. And so doing that survey and getting this initial buy-in and excitement and posting about how I was creating this and, you know, getting people interested ahead of the launch helped me kind of hit that number. Oh, yeah. And I also let in all of the one-on-one coaching students. I had about 40 of those. They got a free ticket. They're just lifetime free members. Now, why 100 people? What's special about that number as far as a critical mass? You just have to get to the point where there's conversations happening on the forums and it's not a ghost town. If you have live feedback going on, which is usually a component of membership community, people can't ask a question and just like no one, it's just an echo chamber. So you kind of have to have some, you have to have some folks in the door or people just come and they leave. They go, okay, I guess nothing's happening here and they leave. But when I first did it, it was, so I think we had slowly built to maybe 300 members, 200 members. And I was talking to one of my mentors. So, but slow down, slow down. Sorry. Let's, let's, let's back it up for a second. So email list of 500 people, 20% of those, maybe hundred people do the survey of those. What's your conversion rate from survey takers to be like, yes, I'm in. Oh, maybe about half of those people joined. That's an incredible conversion rate. Well, it's very magical when you involve your audience in what you are creating in a deep way and you ask them a lot about it and you listen to them and you email them back and say, you know, I had a thought about this. I have a resource for you. Give them some help and just show them that you're like really on their team. 
And then when you open it, you just say, that thing I was creating that I asked you to help me with and decide how to make it, it's ready now. You can have it now. They just join. It's like the easiest way to sell anything is to build it with your audience. And then you just say, it's built now. Instead of having to write 37 emails and email people three times a day and all this crazy stuff that I know a lot of guru people tell you is really a good idea. If you just involve your people, instead of saying, I think you should have this, so now here it is, then you have to do 10 tons of of explaining and convincing, where if they've kind of been following this story all along and they've been involved in the story, they can't wait to get in and check it out. So maybe 50 people joined off the survey. I had 40 one-on-one students I just let in the door to just kind of pad the seats and make it have that critical mass. And it was growing, but it was growing pretty slowly. And it was open all the time. You could join anytime, any day. And I was talking with one of my mentors and they, and I was like, man, I really need this to be like 500 subscribers. I think it would solve all my life problems. Of course, I had no idea what it costs at the time to run a membership platform (laughs) community. So I thought 500 members would solve all my problems. And they were like, well, how often is it open? And I was like, it's open all the time. And they said, oh, you got to close the doors and make it feel more exclusive and harder to get in. So I did. You know, I closed it for, I don't know, a month or six weeks. And when I reopened it, like 300 people joined. So that was a big learning. That is just like a crazy like case study on human psychology. Yes. And hard for you. It's like, how am I going to get to 500 people if I close the doors? Yeah, it feels scary because you're like, oh, now people can't join, you know, and now the numbers are going down as people attrit and I'm not replacing them. And it feels terrifying. But the fact is when you say, this is only going to be open for 48 hours in the next several months. So like, if you need help, you need to get in now. And we are only open semi-occasionally. So if you leave, you may not be able to get that help when you need it. That's how you start to retain people and you get people to join now. When they can join anytime, they're like, okay, well, I'll join tomorrow. Yeah, there's no urgency behind it. And it looks like this is something you're still doing. So if I go to freelancewritersden.com today, it doesn't say join now. It says join the waiting list. That's right. At this point, we're only officially open twice a year. Wow. That is how we're rolling. But I can tell you more about how we got to there. How many members today? 1,500. 1,500 members at 25 bucks a month. You can do the math on that. That's a very substantial <laughs> substantial membership business that started on the side from, from the main gig. So very inspiring what you built there. Yeah, I really had no idea that this is what it was going to turn into. I, my original business plan for the blog was I was going to write an ebook into which I was going to stuff all my knowledge of freelancing. And then I would price it at like $97 because I had obviously not visited Amazon and had no idea what ebooks really sell for anymore. And then I would be rich and retire at the end. What I learned it's a world where you need individual answers. So, membership community is what actually serves the community, where someone who does this for a living is going to get back to you and say, oh yeah, here's the thing. Oh, you know, you don't have to really bid in the meeting. Just tell them that you're there to gather info and you're going to send a proposal tomorrow to give you those little tips that you need to survive kind of on the fly as you need them, not I'm thumbing through some book and hoping it covers my specific scenario. So inside the paywall inside the membership area, it sounds like there is a community aspect to it. There's a community forum where people can ask questions. They can get access to your specific expertise plus the crowdsourced community. Like, 
and, and that's a selling point for a lot of different membership programs. But what separates that forum from any of the dozens and dozens of free Facebook groups that cater to freelancers? I think that's a really great question because, yeah, there's so many free forums these days. The thing is, there's a lot of wannabes, pretenders, looky-loos, blowhards on free forums who'll give you a lot of advice, but you have really no idea who they really are and what they really know and whether their advice is really any good. So I think the writers are finding that getting an answer from someone they know is an experienced freelance writer. I mean, I've answered like 10,000 10 questions myself. And at this point, I have a team of moderators, both volunteer free in exchange for their membership, are more newbie people who just know the DEN resources and can direct people and other successful freelance writers that you're going to get real advice. But is that who's joining, like the successful freelance writer, or is it more targeting people who want to start making money as a freelance writer? We really take all comers. We have an initial class for people who are brand new to freelance writing and need to get their first jobs through to writing really sophisticated projects like white papers or sales pages or just how to market and target better clients and move up. So we kind of run the spectrum and it's also a very international membership because the, the fundamentals of getting clients and types of writing are the same everywhere. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then you said, okay, I'm going to put some of my blog content 
behind the membership as well, some like my best resources. That was just to so that we had something <laughs> when we opened the doors. We were doing weekly den live events when the first in the first years. So compiling a lot, a lot of content. And then three, four times a year, we do focused boot camps or master classes that are three to four weeks or six weeks. And members save about two-thirds of the price of that. So they get a big discount if they want to fully participate and get the homework feedback from the presenter and go on the live Q&As. And they can self-study it for free as part of their membership. But if they want to get the full meal deal on it, then they pay a small kind of fee to make them commit, basically. And so we know how many people (laughs) are taking the class. But so that's another revenue generator within the community is people can join for a class, but not at 25 a month, at, you know, $300 usually. And they can come for one month. Are these all taught by you or these are like, we're bringing in a guest expert on specific topic XYZ. And here's the additional fee for that. Yeah. I've done a few of them myself or in partnership with someone, but many of them are other top names in my space. I've had so many people, uh, Steve Slonwhite, who's a co-author of The Wealthy Freelancer, Joshua Boswell, people who are the expert in their niche, like Casey Hibbert, who's the case study expert, or we had kind of the national book ghostwriting expert. At this point, we have 300 hours of recorded trainings that are either bootcamp materials or from our DEN meetings where it's like a one-off, like let's talk about how to break into grant writing and we bring an expert on. So at this point, we're kind of like the lynda.com of freelance writing information. It's an all-you-can-eat for one low monthly rate. In a world where a lot of the top people in my space are charging $500 for every class and you get access to nothing else, just that one class, you can come on the DEN for $25 and have access to just so much stuff. Tell me a little bit more about these weekly Den live event. So typical membership model, content plus community. Sounds like you're checking those boxes. It sounds like the content side, at least early on, was driven by these live events. So these like Google Hangouts, these are Zoom calls, these are, you know, how are you? They initially, we've been using instant teleseminar and just doing them podcast or podcast like with slides. Basically, we run a podcast that's behind a firewall. I'm not trying to be the top podcast on iTunes or whatever. It's just for members. Sometimes we daylight some of that content to the public onto my blog or whatever. And is there live Q&A or is it just you talking? No, it's Q&A. It's usually Q&A. Every once in a while, I'll just come on and coach. But 99% it's us bringing on guests. At this point, I don't host all of the podcasts. I'm not the main host anymore. So my moderator in chief, Angie Mansfield, is my podcast hostess, and she does an awesome job. Instant Teleseminar was the resource there? Yeah, it's former Microsoft people who created that tool. It's 67 bucks a month. The only thing I can't do is talking heads and screen sharing, but it has some nice features. It's really simple to use. These days, we are gravitating more to Zoom calls, and I find that people really love to see our faces. As an older entrepreneur, I'm not that crazy about that trend, but I think it makes a really personal connection with people. So like the last boot camp we did, we did it all talking heads for the Q&As where Joshua Boswell and I were on live with people and they, they ate it up. I actually sold a, a mastermind out of it where I was like, would you like to continue seeing my face and talking to me here? and let's do a group and, and people bought in. So I think that's hugely popular these days. 
and saves you the agony of having to create slides. <laughs> so it's kind of a double win. But I feel like we're, we have a gap here in how did it go from 500 members to 1,500 members. And the first thing to know on that is that it was stuck at around 1,000 members for a long, long time, for several years, and the needle was just not moving. And I ended up getting with a business coach. I paid like $15,000 for business coaching. It was completely worth it. I made so many changes. I had a great coach. And some of her advice was about my coaching groups, which isn't the main focus of my business at this point. I'm really, really focused on the DEN membership, which is probably why one reason it went up is that we got super focused on like, hey, it should just be all about more DEN members. And we should stop being distracted by, you know, side trails here because that's the most important thing. But the big thing she pointed out to me in the business, and I know this is just going to crack you up, but up until about two years ago, what she observed is I didn't really have any funnels in my business. And like, as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> and I mean, it's sort of embarrassing because I know all about it. I read widely about marketing. It's not like I don't know what a marketing automation funnel is supposed to do and that they're important and that they help you automate your business. But I had really never done them, probably because I just don't come out of marketing. I have a journalism background. And all I was doing to that point was people subscribe to the blog, they get a free thing, they get blog posts. And when the den was having an opening, I would email them and say, hey, I have this resource. If so, it's 25 bucks a month. Or I'm having a class, it's 300 bucks. Join me if you need this. But there was nothing that happened where when they subscribed to a blog or they got on the Freelance Writers Den waiting list, it took them on a, a journey and asked them if they wanted to join the den in the short term while they're still interested <laughs> in it. And her observation was, I get your thing about exclusivity and only being open some of the time, but there just has to be a way for people to join when they're hot to join. There has to be a way to strike when the iron is hot. And so we came up with the very interesting set of stuff we have now where we are officially closed. We are only open to the public twice a year for a few days each time. But in the meanwhile, if you engage with content on my blog, you click a link on the blog to the Den, you buy an ebook from me, you get a free report from me, you join the Den waitlist, you start getting a series of emails that give you other free things and give you the secret backdoor to the Den if you want to join right now. Now, I thought this wasn't going to work. I thought that within five minutes of doing this, people would just be posting all over the internet, you know, it's really still open. It's really open all the time, but it's never happened. I think we've been running this for about a year now. And so now we have this thing where people are joining the den every day and they each think they're unique and special and got in secretly because we're really closed and they all feel super thrilled to get in and really special snowflake. In the existing membership, isn't noticing or they don't care because more people are coming in to contribute to the conversation. I think people are always happy to have more members. And yeah, it's just more more people to bounce things off of. So we have this interesting dichotomy that has that is basically the automated funnels and becoming even more exclusive. We used to be open more like six times a year and now it's only twice. So the last time we opened was in June and we got 300 people to join, which hadn't happened for a while. Is that sold to the makealivingwriting.com email list? Hey, it's been six months since we last opened. Now's your chance to get in. And presumably they've already kind of been through 
the onboarding welcome sequence to say, like, here's your back door if you want in now. And so they, they passed on that, but still 300 people said, okay, I, I miss it. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, I have 13,000 people on my mailing list now. Still, I mean, that's an incredible conversion rate, even at 13,000. Yeah. The thing is, if what you have is highly helpful to people, they're interested in it. And if you price it at a sort of no-brainer price, like you can come in for one month for $25 and then leave, I don't care. There's no contract or obligation. You can just come check this out at an incredibly low price point. It's sort of a what they call a hand-raising offer. It's just like me, count me in. You know, just there's it's insane to say no is kind of the positioning because it's just so affordable and gives you access to so many resources. Sure. <laughs> Have you played around with okay, here's the annual pricing plan, save 10% or you know, here buy a lifetime membership for X, something like that? I haven't. I've seen people do it. I've seen people do, oh, here's the price for three months, and here's the price for every month, and here's the price if you do it for a year. And administratively, I kind of didn't want to get into it. I occasionally am asked, you know, could I just pay for a year of it and get a discount? The thing is, if I do that, if I go down that road, there might be some advantage to that, obviously, because you could book revenue ahead, and it might be worth giving up some of the revenue to be assured of a year membership. But we don't have that many problems with retention. We've done a study and six months to a year kind of is a typical stay, which I know is very high in the world of member. There's a lot of membership places where like 45 days is the churn because they don't provide enough value. People come in and they're priced too high. They're at 97 a month or 47 a month. And then people pay more attention to that. And they're like, hmm, am I really getting a hundred bucks worth of value out of this? No. Once I start saying it's 25 a month or it's this price per year or this or this, then I can no longer say what I say, which is it's $25 a month, no obligation, leave any time. And I believe that has been the magical mantra because all of us have had the experience of getting trapped into contracts online and not realizing what we signed and then we can't get out of it. Well, tell me, maybe walk through this sequence. So I come across a blog post of yours through searching for how to make money as a writer, how to get paid to write. I land on makealivingwriting.com. I see all these other resources. I was like, hey, you know what? This is a site worth subscribing to. Let me sign up for Carol's email list. What happens from that point that gets me to pay you something? So the first thing that happens is that we ask you where you're at in your career. Are you just thinking about writing? Are you a new freelance writer or a mid-career writer? And then we send you a report that's tailored to your where you're at. This is something I click on in the first email? Yeah. When you go to my blog, it says, what kind of freelance writer are you? Tell us well, you get a free report and you get the blog post. Okay. But even before opting in? Yeah, that is the opt-in. You opt in by segmenting yourself for me. And then that helps us not tire out our list because if we have something for mid-career writers, we're only going to tell them about it or newbies. What's the email service provider you're using? That's the other thing my coach got me to do was move up to Infusionsoft. She was like, oh, I see the problem. You have outgrown MailChimp. <laughs> you need Infusionsoft. And Infusionsoft is so complicated that like, you have to go to a week-long training to learn how to use it. And I paid one of my admins to go to it. And now she's our Infusionsoft maven. Okay. So I get my free report. I said, I'm a, I'm a mid-career writer. So I get my free report, and then what happens after that? On the end of the free report, I believe there's a link to join the den. But if you don't open that report, we send you one that says, hey, did you open that? Did you want that? 
you should download it. Then we send one that says, hey, I don't know if you noticed the uh, little ad at the end of that thing, but I've got this community. And since you took the time to tell me what kind of writer you are now, you could get in. You can go check out everything that's in the den. Here's a landing page that talks about it and has a video and and all uh, over here. And when they get there, it says, oh, congratulations, you found the secret back door. So if they pass on that, they don't do anything. But maybe they get educated. They look at it and they'll go, huh, paid community. Okay, well, I'm filing that away. Then they get another free thing from me. Then they get an offer to buy an ebook on half price for $7 or something. Then they maybe get an offer to take Marketing 101, which is a foundational e-course that I have. It's like a, It was originally a sequence of blog posts that I did way back in history. Okay. So when somebody says no, that's like not the end of the conversation. You say, okay, I could still warm up this lead a little bit. Yeah. No, it goes along. If they say no to the den offer, then they get another free thing or a different offer. And it goes along for several weeks. And if they still haven't joined, then they're just kind of getting the blog posts until the den's open. But in the meanwhile, they've gotten a lot of education. First of all, they've gotten a lot of free goodies from me and they're like, this woman's a gold mine. You know, I've sent them my cheat sheet on how to get editors' email addresses with all kind of sneaky research methods, all kind of useful stuff, pitch templates. And at this point, they think I'm amazing and obviously a really good resource. I should keep following this person. And it's hopefully at least dimly in the back of their heads at that point that I have a paid community so that when I say it's open, maybe they go, oh yeah, that thing. I should probably get in there. You know, I need help. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences, with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. What's the tech that you're using to run the membership site itself? So our membership software is Digital Access Pass, and that is working currently with PayPal, and our forums are on SimplePress. 
the other reason we're at 1,500 members is I recently invested $30,000 or so in completely revamping the site, which was very yesteryear, not mobile-enabled, really, really needed help and needed to be more navigable and easier to find things. The problem when you have 300 hours of stuff is helping people find what they want. Yeah, where do I go first? Yeah, navigation became a problem. And you like having your forums self-hosted rather than you know, having a, a private Facebook group or something like that. Oh, or on Discuss or something or other. Yeah, I'm definitely not, wouldn't, would never, wouldn't be caught dead trying to do it on Facebook. The thing is that we have too many different topics and things that we need to thread. It just would never work, really. It's just way more complex than that. We have like dozens of different individual threads. And then each class we take has, you know, several threads for homework and questions. So yeah, it it just needed to be more architected. What other costs are associated with running this thing? You mentioned your staff, you mentioned some of the software that goes into it. Yeah, all of the software we use of every possible type is, is like, you know, two or three grand a month. And obviously, when you start out doing this, you don't have to pay for as much a high of a level of a lot of these. You know, it goes up as you have more users and send more emails and all of that. So it's not like this is a startup nut. So it scales with revenue. Yeah, it scales with revenue. But the vast bulk of the cost is in my team. And I think I have an all US-based team. I've had one person abroad before. But you'll remember that union gene that I have. And I hire Americans and pay them real money. I'm not going on Fiverr and seeing if I can get someone to do things for $5 because I just don't believe in it. What did the membership look like when you brought on your first team member and what was their role? The first hire was a webmaster because I have no technical ability. So that was a critical hire. I'd be like, this is broken. I don't know why, you know, can you make this do that? And I was paying the guy like 500 bucks a month and almost nothing was getting done. And then he like ended up getting a day job and I got the webmaster I have now. The vast majority of my team has been with me since the beginning of the done, like all eight, nine years now. And, you know, I started paying her two grand a month and all of a sudden, like I could get things to happen. So at this point, my webmaster has a team of her own that works under her. She's kind of at the agency model level herself. And I'm not counting her team people under her, just her, my two admins. I have someone who runs my job board inside the den, a blog editor, a social media manager, and a couple of paid moderators. And like maybe I would count one of her other team people as kind of someone I would think of as my staff because they do a lot. Who's sort of a database manager, fixer, getting getter of PayPal codes, a coder. She's more of a designer. Yeah. So you can see how this is not a free business to run as if I was just generating a bunch of blog traffic and generating ad clicks and affiliate clicks. Like there's a lot of overhead that goes into it. Yeah, if people are doing the math on $1,500, $25 a month members and thinking I'm taking that to the bank, yeah, let me enlighten you. No, that's not what happens. I think overall margin was at, it's at about 25 or 30%. So a lot of my money goes to my team. And I am thrilled to be creating jobs and giving people great opportunities and providing professional development for them, sending them to classes. I've sent someone to a Facebook ads class also, like really developing my team and 
giving them opportunities. And plus, I flew them all to Seattle last summer, and we all went boating and did karaoke. Nice. Which is the truly important part of team management. Of course, of course. <laughs> so fun. Do you have an estimate of the hours that you're putting into the den on a weekly or monthly basis? I've been gradually replacing roles, and now I'm down to about three days a week from my usual, you know, six and a half or five and a half days a week that I've really been doing it. And it's going pretty well. Where does that time go? Where does the time go? Yeah, those three days or three and a half days. Like, what are you... What am I doing? I still write some for my blog. I still write usually a couple posts a month. I have a big expose on Upwork and changes there that's going up tomorrow that I'm writing and reporting. And I usually do most of the email copywriting myself when we are selling. I actually tried hiring someone for that and I didn't like the result and it was really expensive. So I'm kind of still doing that role, but I've taken myself out of regular den forums. It's not usually me anymore on there, though sometimes I can't resist, but I've kind of replaced myself there. So I'm I'm going through looking at how I'm doing and a lot of it is just planning and meeting with my team and steering the direction, you know, what you what you should really be doing as a CEO, which is right, right. directing the business and thinking, okay, well, we need another class for fall. What should it be? Let's take a survey and ask our members again and see what we should hold and recruit a presenter. And and I think that whole part, I mean, I, I outsourced who the event booker is a long time ago, who manages all these guests who come on and, and editing my blog. Is it still a weekly live kind of Q&A podcast? No. Now we usually do one recorded podcast and one live event. We actually asked the membership, like, is this really helping you that we're creating this much content? Once we had hundreds of hours of content, you know, we were like, do you really want this much in a new in a month or would you rather go through the archive? And they were totally cool with like one live thing where I can show up and ask questions of some expert and one pre-recorded podcast. That seems to be a nice mix now. Okay. It's just the best model because you basically kind of know what you're going to make every month and you can hire and you can budget and you can know what you're going to live on and you can control your life in a really great way as opposed to like I sell one big class a year and I'm going to try and book a million dollars on it. Yeah, that's a ticket. And maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. Yeah, it's such a stressful like launch period building up to that. And you're like, well, I didn't hit my I didn't hit my goals. And then you're like, I promised everybody it would be another year before I opened the doors again. It's exactly. all sorts of challenges. I think that model is tough and that just selling flat out courses is an increasingly, crazily competitive business with lots of, you know, $12 a course competitors out there. And you really need something different. And when you have paid community, that is what we have that's different. We're like, yeah, you've taken other courses, but you didn't get access to 300 hours of other stuff you could look up if you have a question about something when you bought it. And forums where you could just ask questions all day that aren't a ghost town that are actually staffed because a lot of membership communities, there's sort of nothing going on in there. Yeah, it sounds like so much of this business is driven by just asking the audience, like, what shape would this take in an ideal world for you? Like, what can I most help you out with? And that's turned into a pretty substantial operation. Carol, really inspiring to hear what you've built. You can check it out at freelancewritersden.com. Makealivingwriting.com is where you can find Carol's excellent blog if you would like to start making a living writing. I, uh, recommend checking it out. <laughs> Again, turned up in, in several Google searches of mine. So she's doing something right SEO-wise plus content-wise. Super helpful stuff over there. Carol, appreciate you joining me. Let's 
wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Ask your audience how you can help them and then build what they need. Ask your audience how you can help, then build what you need. It sounds so simple, but it is super effective as you have shown and really appreciate you sharing all the wisdom on this membership model with us today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Thanks again. We'll catch up soon. All right. My top three takeaways from this call with Carol. Number one is to give people a reason to pay attention. There was a phase of this business that we largely skipped over, and that was the path from zero to 500 subscribers. That was the nightly toil Carol described at the beginning, and it's something every blogger faces. How can I get traffic to my site? How can I get people to pay attention to me? The short answer is to create truly helpful resources. The longer answer is it's a much longer answer. There's so much trial and error, building relationships, learning SEO, learning social media, but I think a couple things helped Carol. The first was years of experience as a freelance writer. She knew her audience because she was her audience. And the second was a unique, compelling, helpful position. I can help you make a living writing. I've done it myself. I can help you. That was worth paying attention to. I think about my early days of blogging, especially pre-Side Hustle Nation with just a random smattering of posts about uh, our latest trip or current events or you know the latest book that I read, there was no compelling overarching hook. What's in it for me? Why should I pay attention here? That's takeaway number one. Give people a reason to pay attention. to get That'll get you through that zero to 500 subscriber hurdle that every blogger faces. Takeaway number two is to ask and execute. Once you have people paying attention, even if it's a relatively small number, it makes sense to start asking, as Carol did, what they need the most help with. What are you struggling with? That guided her content and ultimately helped shape her membership program. And that community input is still guiding things today. I've attempted to incorporate that kind of feedback loop into my own work, especially in my latest project, the Side Hustle Quick Start Challenge. It's an online course that I built over the summer. Over and over again, people would tell me their biggest challenge, their biggest goal was just like to pick something and get started. So I tried to build something to address that. And if that sounds helpful to you, you can join the interest list for the next opening at sidehustlenation.com slash hustle 101. So that's takeaway number two, ask and execute, but you got to have somebody to ask first. And that's where takeaway number one comes in is, you know, giving people a reason to pay attention and attracting those first few followers. Takeaway number three is to consider the costs. Carol's discussion of her monthly overhead and the overall profit margins, I think she said 25 to 30%, that was probably the most surprising part of the call for me. Yes, memberships have the advantage of recurring revenue, but they also aren't free to run. There's a lot of time and personnel and software and other expenses that go into running a professional paid membership. I was grateful Carol shared that because it's easy to look at the top line revenue and say, this is a fantastic business. I'm starting a membership site tomorrow. Boom. But my takeaway here is to consider the maintenance costs and your ongoing time costs in running that type of business. It's not for everyone. That's takeaway number three. Consider the costs. Once again, notes and links for this one, plus the free PDF highlight reel download with all of Carol's top tips from the call are at sidehustlenation.com slash Carol, Carol without the E, or available through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. 
That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where we're catching up with a favorite guest of mine who turned something completely non-passive, something completely hours for dollars into at least half a dozen passive or time-leveraged income streams. I'll see you then. Hustle on.